Welcome to Unsigned Hype Episode 7. On this episode, I have the pleasure to talk to the incredible artist Bodhi from Norwalk, Connecticut. Prior to our interview, I asked Bodhi which song they would play for someone that wasn't familiar with their music yet. Bodhi chose their song, Pretty Lies, and if you're not familiar with Bodhi's music yet, here's a snippet of that song before we jump into the interview. This is Unsigned Hype. The song you just heard is called Pretty Lies by Bodhi, and I have the absolute pleasure to welcome Bodhi on the show today, who's joining us from Connecticut. Bodhi, why is Pretty Lies the song you would play for someone that has never heard your music before? I would play Pretty Lies because personally, um, I believe that that song showcases my uh, vocals and also just my delivery and how uh, the music can just like sink into your soul if you really just let it. Um, that song is very personal to me, so I feel like it came across a lot in the vocals and the um, production of it as well because I produced that song myself and I really just sat down and tried to encapsulate that feeling that I was feeling in that moment. And um, I made it in my car, so it was like very just like raw and like, um, yeah, I just think that that song, one, it gives you a grasp of like what my voice sounds like and it gives you a grasp of the topics that I like to talk about in my music and how um, like I don't just make music to make music, like I want to help people, I want to help people get through things by just relating to what I go through. Um, and it has a little bit of that jazzy R&B feeling it too, which is kind of what I'm switching to now. So I would show that because it gives you like a little feel of everything. What is it about that feeling that you've had in your car? Um, can you take me back to that day when you, I mean, there's, there's a lot to untangle here. Um, how, do you, how do you decide to write a song in your car? Like, can you take me back to that day a little bit? Yeah, so um, I'm in college. So uh, that day, I believe I had class in the morning and then I had work. And then I had um, my 5.30 to 8 p.m. class. And I um, I commute. So at the time, the only room that I could go into was my girlfriend's room. And uh, they were at class. So I just sat in my car, got a little bored. And I was like, I'm kind of feeling a little sad right now, like, like more than usual, just like, it's kind of just seeping in because like, I don't have anything to distract myself with. So I was like, let me just pull out my laptop. And I um put together uh, the guitar part with some loops that I was sent by a friend. Um, and then I added the drums, the vocals. And I kind of just played with it until it was time to go to class. And by then I had a full song and I just um, did the mixing and stuff later on when I had time. But that was not your first song that you recorded, right? No, it was my second song. The second song. And how do you approach writing a second song? I mean, you... 
you basically started your career off, if I'm not mistaken. You 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 started to release your first songs in 2022. Pretty Lies was one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm, is there a difference between, you know, the way you put together your first song and your second one? Like, what learnings came with putting out the first song, recording it, um, versus the second one you put out? That's a good question. Um, I think that with every release, like an artist like comes to terms with things that you can do differently and things that they can keep. Um, for me, Tender Thunder, all my other songs recorded here at my desk. Um, and I personally prefer recording at this desk in this room because it just, it's my space. Like this is my home studio. So um like everything down here is just me and I feel like very encapsulated and I get into a certain headspace down here. So for me, um, that's usually what I go with. And then doing it in the car, it was a, um, like, it wasn't like an intentional approach to, um, recording the song. You know what I mean? Um, but I did feel like in that moment, um, it was the best like option for me to record that song there just because I was getting that genuine feeling that I was having in that moment. I feel like if I would have wrote the song and then waited until I had to go home and then I probably would have been tired and I wouldn't be feeling the same way. And so like things wouldn't have come across that way. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I guess the only difference in that is just like time and place. And I think that feeling and vibes are really important when you're trying to record a song. I'm gonna, um, I'm wondering if you, if you could elaborate on that feeling because you've mentioned it quite a, quite a few times. Um, if you're, if you're okay to talk about it because sometimes yeah. things are very personal. Um, but I feel like th something happened to you on that day that, that made you want to, Uh, write that song that is that is also very powerful um could you could you elaborate on that a little bit more yeah so um i mean like everyone goes through it like there's like seasonal depression and all that stuff like majority of people feel that um but i myself like my mental health is a little more serious than that and there's also people in my family that um deal with stuff a little more serious than that and um That month, um, a family member of mine was just like struggling a little bit more and like that was taking a toll on me because you never want to see like someone you love like feel that way, you know? Um, and uh, his birthday was coming up and it was just like, just like a really tough time. And um, I just like, personally for me, it was like, I'm feeling this way, but like, I know he's feeling this way. And I feel like if I can encapsulate how I feel, he can completely relate to that. And he can know that he's heard and like really felt. And so that feeling is very specific to that song. Um, the feelings that are encapsulated in other recordings, they're very like just specific to the song. You know what I mean? Mm. But yeah. Let's go back a little bit to your to your early beginnings that that haven't even been um that long ago. Um so 
let's talk about that that first song and you wanting to make music which um to me it sounds like you 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 find something very therapeutic in in writing and in putting out songs how do you approach a first song as an artist what made you want to do it and what was the what were the different steps you took to to put it out basically yeah so the first song that i released is tender thunder um it's like a neo soul r&b type of song um i had been recording and writing for like uh like a year like actually trying to write songs and record songs i just didn't have the right equipment and all that stuff but when the time came i figured um like i'd actually try and record something get something down and tender thunder just came about like again i just sat down and i put some stuff together for the production the instrumentals of it and then i um kind of just what i do with every song is i get the beat together And then I think that once you get the beat together, you really feel it and you know exactly like what you want to convey with not only your words, but with the melody as well. So I just sat on it and um, messed around with a few different melodies and tried to make sure that the melody was like going exactly along with the words that I was saying. Um, and. That was just a little bit of a process for me at first because it was like, I know how I want this to feel, but why can't I make it feel that way? So I just had to keep going back to it and back to it. Um, and eventually I came out with what is known as Tender Thunder now. And I, I'm really happy about it. It was my first song um, that I released. Great song, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't know you produce. Do you produce everything yourself? Um, I produced a majority of my discography. Um, the only songs I haven't, the only songs out that I haven't produced are Homecoming Slumber, which was produced by Arcane, and then Brown Sugar, which was my latest release, and that's produced by, um, Chicano Blues. Cool. What was your upbringing like in terms of music? Do you come from a very musical family, or is it something that you've discovered more for yourself? Yeah, so um, my family's not musical per se. Like, no one really sings or um, plays any instruments. Um, but they love music, you know? Um, and, like, music's, like, very important to them. Um, so I always just grew up listening to music. And the biggest thing was, like, car rides, I guess. Because when you're little, like, I feel like, car rides feel like forever and <laughs> i'm always in the car traveling from home and then to this other um city where my parents work at or worked at so i was just in the car a lot and um, they would play music like jackson five um new edition uh boys to men like all that stuff and i fell in love with the jackson fives <laughs> I made my parents like buy me like a Michael Jackson wig and um, the glove and stuff. And awesome. I would like mess around with my brother and sing their sound and stuff. But yeah, I just like, I don't know. I guess I just fell in love with it. And then in school, um, middle school, I started choir. Um, 
And then high school, I did a blues band, which was like a live performance thing. So that's how I got into like um, my love of live performing and stuff like that. Um, but no, I don't have that many like I, my brother, my older brother, he like raps and stuff. But other than that, um, I don't have any other musical people in my family. They like sports. <laughs> And is it is it the is there when approaching you recording a song is there already the idea in mind that you want to build a career out of it or is it does it come in the first place does it does it come only from your interest just trying new things out and putting a song together or has there been a conscious decision I mean I guess by now you have your management and we'll get into that in a little bit but um, when was there a conscious decision to to make a career out of out of your passion basically yeah um so i um i go to college for music right now um i graduated high school in 2019 so i'm like uh a year behind because of covid i um took a year off so i got like an extra year left um but i um i went to school for opera so I went to college, I started studying opera, and then I was like, why am I studying opera? Like, <laughs> I I love it, like, the singing and stuff, and the lessons were very, very good for me. I think that, like, skyrocketed, like, um, just my potential just because I could really, like, tap into my throat and, like, what I needed it to do in that moment, you know what I mean? Um, but I was like, why am I doing opera now? Like, I have this like real love and like drive to do this music stuff so um I would say that um like I've always wanted to do this like ever since I started writing I've always wanted to do it but like wanting to do it and like knowing that you can possibly do it or like two like kind of different things because it's like I've always wanted to do it and like I yeah, I think I have the potential to do it, but like the more that I wrote songs and the more that I released songs after Pretty Lies, I was kind of like I have to do this. But the more that I just wrote songs and like just kept going through that process, I just figured like this is like you have a shot, like you have to take it, you have to make the most of it. And so like just don't blow it like you've always wanted this so just like do it now so it wasn't this more might be, so no go ahead. sorry for, for cutting you off I, I just i'm very interested in this because i mean this might be this could be difficult to answer because um my question would be how do you yourself how do you know that this is the path that you need to pursue like You're getting better at writing. You're getting better with your at your at at, at vocalizing um, what you write down. Um, you get a better sense that you're that you're good at it. But can you describe what gives you that feeling that you're good at it? Because you are. I mean, you obviously are, and no question <laughs> about that. Um, but but what gives you that feeling of being good at it? So, I guess that goes back to. A little back into my childhood and like sports and stuff I was uh like I said my family very like athletic and all that stuff so I was put in a bunch of sports throughout my childhood 
And by high school, my main three were um, soccer, tennis, and basketball. And then my senior year, I was like, maybe I should go to um, school for tennis, like go get a ride for tennis. Um, But I was like, I love music and I don't want to go to a school for tennis that doesn't have a music program um, where I can just like, even if I don't end up being an artist, I can still get a career in the um, music industry. Um, But I was always good at sports. Like I, um, like it was just like a natural thing in the same way with like um, music. Like it's just like a natural, like, a natural thing that like I work at to become like better every day that I I'm trying to become better every day but um it's just like it was a natural ability that I had to play sports and I could have become better and I could have excelled if I wanted to but I didn't feel anything for it like I didn't I would wake up for practice and I would be like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to go at all. And then I'm here with the music and I'm like, I'm recording like day in, day out. I'm writing day in, day out. My parents, I come upstairs for a drink and they're like, oh, hello, stranger. It's just like, I like, <laughs> I want to be here and I want to do what I have to do to get there. And I feel like um, just because I've like, People have told me throughout my life that, like, I'm a good singer, this and that. Like, they like my writing. So it's, like, getting that validation from other people was important to me, like, understanding that I have the potential. But also, I feel like the biggest part was just, like, really falling in love with it um, on top of just, like, knowing that I can sing pretty well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have that love, if you don't have that drive for it, then it's just like, it's a kind of different thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I do also believe that, you know, with singing obviously comes, come or with the writing comes the singing, with the singing comes the writing. Um, when you mentioned writing, I was wondering if you, can you describe what, what is good versus bad writing to you? Like, when do you feel like what you've written wasn't good versus what you've written was really good? Is there a way to describe it? Um, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Or maybe without naming an artist, but, you know, we, 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 we don't want to, we don't want to talk negative on anyone, but maybe <laughs> no. you, maybe you can even explain in, 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 in the mainstream world, like songs that you feel like for you are not at the level they should be at. Um, maybe that makes it easier. Like, when do you feel like when you hear a song, the writing wasn't good? Or was really good. It doesn't have to be a negative, negative example, you know? Yeah, no. Okay. I think I can answer this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the biggest part in writing for me is to either tell a story, like paint a picture with your words, or like that's, yeah, that's it. Like tell a story or paint a picture with your words. Because that's like, to me, that's the only way that the audience is really going to connect to it unless the like um production is really really solid underneath it um 
And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Like there's a lot of different ways to tell a story. You can literally just go through it and be like, yeah, I went like here the other day and like this is how I felt that day, whatever. But then there's the way that is like the paint a picture way. And that's the way that I like to imagine um, when I write is like, how can I tell this story without telling the story just like explaining like the feeling of it you know what I mean so um I can't even think of specific examples right now but it's like you know they're mainstream songs and it's like it's a really catchy good song like obviously people are gonna like it because it's catchy but I feel like um the words that people use in their writing are just like um I don't know, like I think of it as if you were handing in homework like to your English teacher if you wrote a sentence and it was like uh like I ate today, just like something like that, like and the teacher gives you it back and is like, I'm probably gonna give you a C on this because you could have done a lot more you could have given me a lot more you ate today what did you eat what did it how did it make you feel like what did it taste like you know that's the perfect description i know exactly what you mean yeah it's lacking depth basically right? yeah i mean yeah 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 yeah. I, yeah yeah that's interesting that's interesting that's a good way to put it and do you feel like I want to stay with this writing topic a little bit because it's kind of, I mean, essential to to uh, uh, what what every artist does. Um, earlier, you said you know you you feel like you're getting better at it. Um, how do you? How does one get better at writing? What gives you that feeling of getting better at it than you were yesterday or the day before? Yeah, so I think that's like a very like. It can be personal, it can also not be personal. Um, like you get to a point, I feel like where you're getting enough feedback from people where you know um, like if you're doing okay or if you're not, right? Um, so once you know that you're like doing okay to a certain extent, it's like now you have to look in like in look inward and really like think about where you want to go like if your music makes you feel the same way that it made those other people feel um and then you kind of just like for me it's like I know that I'm moving in a certain direction with my music but I don't want to um like just at a like snap of my finger just change my whole game because I know that people really like the music that I was making before so it's like I'm figuring out a way how to incorporate those hypnotic melody type feels into the um, like R&B and like funk and jazz type world and like genre blend the same way I was doing before, just with another genre. So for me, it was like, how do I keep that same, like keep that same encapsulating feel, but also um like interweave in that other feel that I that I want to go for and so now for me it's a matter of fact of my syllables 
and like um just like the wording that I choose like it always is but it's like now you just have to reevaluate it and really work on it and push it and the reason that I think I'm getting better is just because I'm figuring out like who I am as an artist and like exactly what I want to do with my artistry so getting better is like subjective I feel like if you know that you have ways to go like just to even like put a song together then obviously it's easier to get better because you're just going for like the blank canvas like you're just going for it yeah and you 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 mentioned that um it's also the the people surrounding you that that give you feedback on on your music i was wondering how how much critical feedback you take in for what you do like do you are there specific people that you you play the music for on a regular basis or are you kind of maybe shy about it and would rather just release whatever you feel is right to release um i uh I don't know. I'm not very shy about it just because I feel like for me, it's important to know that um, I have like people I can trust and people that like um, won't like just agree with me to agree with me um, and that they just want me to do the best that I can. I think that that's very important. And so I do send my music to like a core group of people, um, like unreleased, release, whatever. But I do send it to them and I do ask for feedback, like genuine feedback. And um, yeah, like I just think that's important for an artist to have, even if <laughs> even if you don't like feedback and you think that mm. it's not important. It, it, it is important, but it I guess it depends um, what your goals are. Hmm. No, I agree. And I mean, it's, it's, you've been, you've been talking about growth a lot and getting better at things. So it's important, I guess, to have people also there to, to support you in the growth and to, to give you valuable feedback that you can implement on your music to, to right. get better as, as, uh, as we all as human beings want to do in what we, in what we craft. So, mm, with that, with that being said, is, what is something that you, you currently work on in terms of getting better at like what is something that you believe you need to get better at to keep building a successful music career yeah um i've been thinking about that a lot recently just like i'm always thinking about like ways to improve and um right now my biggest focus is just like simply making the music that I know and like I feel like that's just like how where I'm at that's like the only way that I can grow into the artist that I want to be um and the music that I was making before was the music that I wanted to make in that moment But um, it was just like I had all that music and I was making it and I was like, what am I going to do with it? I'm going to release it. So I released it. But now I'm um, I'm like really just like reevaluating my future and trying to make the best out of everything that I have right now. 
and making the music that I want to make is um, really important. It sounds very strategic now. Yeah. Do you get more strategic at what you do? I think so. Um, I I don't know if that's like just like a certain people thing. Like, I don't know if it's just like, I don't know, because sometimes my brain does work a lot differently than other people. Like, I, I overthink a lot. Like, it's just like, that's just who I am. Um, so, like, there's really never a calm moment for me. I'm always, like, figuring stuff out in my head. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, for me, strategic, like, that's always, like, a part of it. Like, you always have to, like, piece things together and figure out, like, so this is doing well here and this is that type of thing and this is doing not so well there and this is that type of thing. So then where do I go from there? Do I completely focus here? Or do I try and make a middle ground where I feel comfortable and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. That sounds and, like never ending thoughts. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But um, I was going to say like, it's nice now that I have um, a team to like really like, yeah just help me navigate things. Um, it's really great. And I think that that is like um, a big important thing for artists to like, once they can get that resource, they definitely should because um, even though I still overthink like crazy, like it's a weight off my shoulders for sure. Mm. When you talk about things that do well and other things that don't do well, are we strictly talking streaming numbers or like how do you get that feel for the direction that you should maybe go into more because people listen to this more or like it more versus uh, the things that you, you want to stop making, the music that you want to stop making because it hasn't performed too well? Like how do you measure that? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to speak personally again because I don't know how everyone else thinks. But sure. for me, um it was like so i released pretty lies and it got like 5k in five days and i was like that's freaking ridiculous like at the point i had like i don't know 500 monthly listeners or something and so mm. that i was like okay people like that ambient like feel whatever so at the beginning i was definitely like looking at the numbers because it's like i feel like once you start that's like just like how it is because like once you pick it up and once those numbers pick up you're like wow like wow like you're just looking and you want it to stay that way so i was like okay people like this ambient feel let me try it again so i tried it um again later on with homecoming slumber and that one did very well too um better than pretty lies but um I wanted to shift to a different feel and I released if you want me to right after. And um I'm not gonna lie, that song, the uh like mixing of it is not the greatest. I didn't do that great of a job, but um the numbers uh like they didn't do that well and like that wasn't like I wasn't taken aback by that because I had already in mind, like I'm doing this whole new, like brand new genre to people like that are my core listeners. Like they never heard that from me before. Like I'm not expecting them to just fall in love with something that they've never heard from me before. You know what I mean? Um, so 
I was like, here, this is that. And like, I'm going in this direction. So like, now you know, like what you're going to hear coming soon. And uh, I don't know. I just like when I just kept like playing off of that and that's what I'm doing now. So it's like I'm shifting brown sugars, R&B, like neo soul type feel. And then I'm coming out with some songs soon and it's the same type of feel. But now these are like, it has those parts that have that like floaty melody and the ambiance in the back. So it's kind of like, how can I play like all my cards to the best of my ability? Like, how can you, how can you like sell people you without really, uh, I don't know, without taking out any part of you or something like that? It's, it's yeah, not strategic, I'm it... but it's strategic. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm. Are you worried that it, it might, um, maybe worried is too much of a strong word, but do you think about these thoughts about looking at what works and what doesn't work, kind of hinders you in the in your creativity and in the in in, in the things that you would like to put out, but that might not really resonate with your audience who's used to a certain sound from you it's still something that you might want to put out because it's just your creative flow and the thing that you feel in the moment. Is that something that is risky to you? Um, I feel like it could be like, if you really like, if you were really like looking at the, those things and like, were actually like really like taking it to your heart and trying to like accommodate people. But when I'm writing, I'm not thinking about, oh, these people, like, they want to hear this. So let me just throw that in real quick. Like, when mm. I'm writing, I feel like all that strategic stuff, it just goes out the door. And it's like, I'm going to put together what I, like, what I feel and, like, how I know how to put it together. And then, like, if I like it. I'm going to send it out to the people that I said, like my friends and my manager, I'm going to send it to them and um, see what they think about it. And if they like it, I'll sit with it some more and see what I can do with it. But it's never like I write a song and I want to release it, but I'm not going to release it because I don't believe that my audience will engage with it. Like it's never that because I know that there I have opportunities to reach people outside of my active audience. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, I don't hold myself back. I just want to like find a middle ground at some point, but I want it to happen naturally. So it's not like I'm trying to do all this, this and that. I'm just taking everything in and looking at yeah. it and really just keeping yeah. it in my mind. But I'm not like hindering, like you said, I'm not hindering my progress or I'm not um, mm. like really changing anything about my um, recording process or anything. This is a tricky thing for an artist for sure. And with that, I'm, I want to ask you with your relatively fresh career and you building it, what, what is 
what is the thing that is to you the most challenging parts about building a career in music? Uh, because there's probably so many people uh, out there that that dream of that and that are not sure what's what the first step is to take and then they record their first releases. But like, what is really right now after you doing this for for a year, which is not even that long, a year and a half or something? Is that correct? I mean, really doing it properly. Year next month. It'll be a year next month. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous because <laughs> I, when I listen to your songs, you have the most, the, the craziest confidence in what you do. It's so incredible to see that. Thank Seriously, you. you're, you're really, really talented. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, wh so in the past year, what has been your biggest challenge? Can you, can you describe? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest challenge, um, probably okay i'll give like okay my biggest challenge is probably not getting wrapped up in um like the numbers and like just like how everybody else is doing and like all that different stuff uh, i feel like that's just how it is like in life just like really just worry about yourself and don't worry about what other people are doing and don't try to like one up like because it's not really about that like everyone has their own pace of doing things and you just got to stick to it um but then again um i feel like another challenge i have is just like or i had before i had um got the my management that i have now i feel like my hardest thing was really just like managing um like managing myself as an artist and like trying to come up with um ways to like sell myself to people basically and ways to um get people to interact and all that stuff and i still like I had a time when I was like popping on TikTok for a little bit, but like the algorithm <laughs> shifts. So like, just like Spotify, mm. like you get that, you get that heat and then it goes away. Like, it's just like, it's mm. like a constant ebb and flow thing. And that is like something that like, you really have to get used to or else you will like get in your head about it. Cause I like, I have a few artist friends that um do get in their head about it and like it's like it's kind of hard to get out of your head once you do get into your head about it and I like I try and talk to them a lot and it's like because some of them are even like doing better than me and they're still like that it's just like it's hard because the numbers are technically what matters in the end to get you to that mainstream level so it's hard to ignore them but it's kind of a necessity if you want to thrive in the early like stages yeah but can i can i say something to that yeah you've been doing this for less than a year and you i think you have seventeen thousand monthly listeners or something or am i getting this wrong no that's I'm very doing this wrong. Off the top of my head. <laughs> it's no, very wrong that's very wrong 17 17 no. yeah i've got 17 This is uh yeah, it's the highest I've gotten. Or yeah, I was about to hit 18k and then I dropped again. But 
I'm yeah, happy but about seven, it. Seventeen K in the course of a year. When you started off, you mentioning putting your first song out and then it was like five five hundred monthly listeners. Like that's so much growth already uh, <laughs> yeah. in in like no time. And I mean, I'm sure you know that, but I, I do understand the 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 numbers game, right? Is but is that so? Would you say that this defines success? Like, when did you feel successful in the past year with what you did? Is it uh, looking at the numbers um, of I don't know, uh, Homecoming Slumber that I think I don't know hit a hundred thousand streams almost? You know, almost. Uh, is that is that success to you? Is that what you what makes you feel successful with what you do? Um, it is a small success to me. It, like everything that I like accomplish with the music, like it, they're all small like successes to eventually get me to like where I want to be. And like I'm grateful for every milestone that I have to pass to be to get to where I want to be eventually. Um, so like yeah, homecoming slumber almost at a hundred k. Like that's crazy to me. Like I like that's just wild to me and even like i don't know pretty lies has 50k i think that's crazy too and mm. even if like i release a song and it gets 1k in like two days i'm like dang that's wild like it's like these little things like it like they never really stop shocking you and it's all it always like feels good and i feel like if you um if you stop appreciating those small moments that's when things go bad too mm. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, when you when you mention it's not or you seem to know where this place is that you want to take this to, yeah, or who you want to be as an artist. Can who who what is that? What where is that place? What does this place look like? Well, the first step is to be able to live off of music, obviously, um, but eventually. Um, I want to be mainstream, but like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, um, I want to be kind of like, a like a Michael Jackson times Erica body. Like, yeah, Michael Jackson, he's very like introverted. Um, he was very introverted in um the sense of when he's not on the job he's not on the job like if he's not out and about like for the sense of music then like he doesn't really want to be seen and like he keeps his family covered and all that stuff like he's just a very mm. like family oriented guy um and then um Erica Badu is like I like Erica Badu because she just does whatever like she wants really like she um she's not worried about like that societal pressure from being famous like in like mm. all that stuff like she just lives her life and like she'll do like weird like crazy stuff that you would see a normal person doing like i don't i want to be big in the sense that um like everyone knows like my name and my music and they know it for like a good reason in fact that um they can relate to it and it's helped them through some moments, but I don't want to be um, big in a way that it's like, I like 
shift my my ways into like mm. the elite status. I just want to be a name, but I'm still going to live in like this small house in my family and I'm still going to like kick it with my friends and you're not going to see me like like <laughs> you know what I mean? But um yeah, but there's also just like a million things that like I just like like it's on my bucket list and like I'm not going to stop until I can get to them is like name one of them one of them yeah i want to do a world tour a world tour That's yeah because you've you've um yeah it's funny you mentioned that because i so you you've had a show on may 31st in new york yeah um yeah. that was your second show ever yeah my second show ever how how was that for you the experience it was really good um i love performing live like i've i've done that all throughout middle school and high school um i just have a excuse me i just have like a love for performing live and stuff it, like you can just the feeling that you get on the recording is like just like a quarter of the feeling that you can get from a live experience. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. So, um, it was really good. Like I had my friends there and then people like, I didn't expect that many people to be there. Um, a lot more people came than I thought they would. Um, and we just had like fun, just played. It was really good. And, um, I have another show on, a. When is it? July twenty eighth. It's a kind of a bigger venue, but um, that's uh my first headline show, so I'm excited about that one. Is is did that come easy for you to be on stage in front of people and singing with a microphone in your hand or in front of you? Is that is because I I would imagine myself being on stage for the first time or the first two times would be pretty nerve-wracking and difficult um yeah it doesn't seem like it was that experience for you <laughs> um so like i said before i um i did like choir and i did musical theater and i did um the blues band that i was telling you about that performed in my high school mm. um but so i do have this thing like, I don't know, like when I'm going for a choir or like my opera stuff or just like any like ensemble type of performance or like ensemble or opera, that's literally it. Like ensemble or opera, my left knee like will go absolutely crazy. Like I'll be standing and they're <laughs> just like be going like this. And that's mm. like. I don't know because I feel like it may be like a level of preparedness that I feel for like mm. it's different because um, obviously like I prepare for all my shows when it's not my music, but it's just like it's still it's not my music. So I don't know it as well as I do my music. So I feel very confident like when I'm on the stage singing my stuff because it's just like it's me and like. I can't really do it wrong because like I wrote it, but, mm. um, 
I don't know, something about like singing with other people or playing with other people. It just makes me very nervous and my knee just goes crazy. <laughs> but other than that, I feel, I think I just have this confidence when I go on stage to sing my music just because, like I said, it's just me. Mm. Like I'm just being me and I'm just singing me. Like I'm saying exactly how I feel and it's nothing new. Yeah. Is there... Is there something you you would have wished to know about the music industry and the territory territory that you're moving in every day prior to starting your career in music? Uh yeah. So a lot of the times, at least for me what I heard like prior to getting into the music industry was that like Like, watch your back. Like, you can't trust these people. Like, people are always out to get you, this, that, and the third. And um, while, yeah, you do want to watch your back, like, you can't, like, have your guard up um, and, like, be, like, too protective of your art and you. Like, um, mm. there are a lot of good people out there that are, like, willing to help you get to where you want to be and like if people are reaching out to you and like really taking the time to like circle back around after the first email and stuff like maybe just like take it into like consideration like really like i don't know i feel like there's just that like stereotype that you have to just watch your back and people are sneaky and greedy and like yeah that's true in some circumstances like i've had friends go through it but it's like it's very apparent when that's gonna happen like it's mm. like not like people are like two-faced like like you can see it before it happens and like if you read the contracts and all that stuff like you'll see it before it happens so I think for me, the biggest thing was just like, I wish I knew that I didn't have to have this wall up in the beginning because, uh, I mean, I wouldn't change anything about my journey, but um, I feel like having my walls down a little bit more in the beginning and letting people in uh, that were trying to help me out um, in the beginning maybe i would be farther along than i am now maybe i wouldn't but yeah that's a really good advice which brings me to my to my next question about you know the people who might be tuning in and listening to you talk about your journey who are about to follow their dreams and build a career in music what are some of the other things that you would you would tell them other advice that you would give them basically yeah um my biggest piece of advice is um make art that is like a hundred percent like an authentically you like and even if that art or even if like who you are and like how you feel about yourself changes throughout the time like your art can also reflect that change and that only makes it that much more relatable to people because people can also be going through what you're going through and want to hear somebody talk about that stuff. Um, I just think that 
um, it's very common for people to kind of piggyback off of ideas from other people just because um, it's working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So I feel like just really be you and that's all you can really give to people because if you try and give them anything that's not you, it's not going to pan out the way you want it. You're going to get burned out and it's just not going to end well. Yeah. And since we're talking about um, people that might think about starting a career in music, I would be interested to know if you know about people that are just a, at the beginning of their journey, like yourself, which will definitely be a long, very successful journey. Um, who are the people that you would recommend to the listeners that they should also check out? Yeah. All right. So I got uh two of my boys. Um my boy Danny Arrow. Danny Arrow on all platforms. He's um he does a, a lot of stuff. He's writing a post punk wave right now. Um, but a lot of his old music is just like feel good music, like that same type of like euphoric feeling that people really search for when they are feeling down or they just want to have a good time. Um He's just a few years ahead of me on his journey, and he's he's killing it right now. But I really think that he deserves more recognition than he has right now. Um, That's Danny definitely. Arrow? Arrow like the arrow? Danny Arrow, um, A-R-O. A-R-O, Danny Arrow. Okay, we'll definitely check that out. Yep. And then um, Balaji. Balaji, he's um, he's actually. You've recently put out a song with uh, Halloween, yeah, right? Yeah, it was on Brown Sugar. Yep, we co-wrote that. Um, he is he's rising really fast right now. These few couple weeks, and I'm I'm really happy for him. Um, but yeah, I think that even still, he deserves more attention that than he's getting right now. Um. So that's a B O with the straight line accent over it. L A J I with the <laughs> what's that called? It's a little, <laughs> little accent. On Actually, the I don't, yeah, the little accent. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, no. Yeah, he, what, um, what, he makes what, uh, like R and B type music, R and B. Yeah. Um, R and B genre blend, I would say, because. It's all R&B based, but they all have different mm. feels to it. That's amazing. We'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well, so everyone can check them out. Um, right. Thank you so much for recommending them. Um, yeah, I guess before before we end this conversation, um, I did see a snippet that you released a few days ago. Uh, I think you wrote in the caption that you recorded over Jay's beat. Oh, yeah. I did a duet. Uh, TikTok and I, I can personally say that I I really love that song as well. Or <laughs> what I heard, no pressure because I know that it's not always easy to have people tell you what to release and what not, and that's not something that you should listen to. But if I may say, please put it out because it <laughs> sounded re really incredible. Um, <laughs> I gotta work on um, that one. Gotta work on that one. We'll take your time. Thank and you. if it's not that one, then it'll be something else. But I, I really enjoyed it. Thank um, you. 
Yeah, and uh, let me finish off by asking you the last question is, uh, you've mentioned it a little bit already, but what do you do this all for? Like, what's, what is it all for? Well, there's a, like a few reasons why I do this, but the biggest reason I started to do it was just because I, um, being me, like, there's, like, I know, like, I have these feelings, like, when I do things, like, that I just don't enjoy, like, it just, like, I simply can't do them, like, I, like, it's not something that is debatable, like, if I don't, if I, like, can't get any dopamine, any stimulants from it, like, I just simply cannot do it, um, and music has never, like, been that thing for me like it's always been quite the opposite like if I felt some type of way I would go to music like music is my outlet for everything so I do this for like the passion of it like it's just it's what I want to do it's what I've always wanted to do um but I also do it for other people too as well like my audience, my future audience, because I feel as though, like, my music does it now, but I feel as though once I'm exactly, like, where I want to be musically, um, like, there will be connections to be made to the music in a way that is just, like, that people, like, search for in music, like, when you're sad or upset or whatever it is like whatever that mood is I want to have something in my discography for that person to really feel it and not just hold it back in the moment you know what I mean um I really just want to like help people and at the same time I'm just making a name for myself is what I like that's how I feel like I'm doing this because I know that, like, I have the potential to make music that can change my life and other people's lives. That's how I feel. And with that, uh, Bodhi, I want to say thank you so much for this really um, amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Moms. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was Unsigned Hype Episode 7 with Bodhi. The track you're hearing right now is Bodhi's latest single, Mother Told Me. You will find the song in the Unsigned Hype podcast playlist, along with all other songs discussed in this episode. Make sure to support Bodhi by checking out their music and following them on social media. And for your weekly Unsigned Hype, make sure to also follow us on Spotify and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes below. Oh